Do you like to be in charge? Uh, you know, the boss man, chief, executive, foreman, master, captain, big gun, head honcho, jefe, numero uno, or whatever you title you give yourself. Well, let's talk about that today in Men's Moments. Hey guys, welcome to Men's Moment, a weekly short devo for men to challenge and encourage you to engage in authentic, Christ-centered manhood that is biblically directed. Take the next five minutes and enjoy a moment of clarity in your life's purpose, a man's moment of purpose. Deep down, most guys do want to have control and lots of it, and that's okay up to a point. In Scripture, God gives men direction to control certain things of His creation. We see in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26, and again verse 28, and then in Psalms chapter 8, verse 6, all speaking of God delegating the authority to mankind to have dominion over animals. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, we are told that, and I quote, the head of every man is Christ, the head of the woman is man, and the head of Christ is God, close quote. Now be careful, because misuse of this verse is where men get off course in their families. Uh, but that's a topic we will cover at another time. The point is this. You and I have been given direction by God to take the role of being a leader in this world. As men, though, we can often take this directive too far, and we would not be the first men to screw up like this. From 1 Samuel chapter 8, verses 6-9, through 9, we know the prophet Samuel faced this problem with the people in his time. I mean, though Samuel had acted righteously for years as the judge appointed by God over Israel, his two sons did not follow in Dad's footsteps. They were known for their dishonesty in dealing with the people. So what did the elders of uh, Israel do? <laughs> they decided to make a two for trade, as we would say in Texas. They wanted to trade two known ineffectual and corrupt judges for one unknown new king, a request that put them at odds with God's intent for leading the nation. Uh-oh. So in 1 Samuel 8, verses 4 through 6, we see where the elders of Israel went as a group to Samuel, and they demanded a king. Samuel was irritated, understandably so, at the request, but immediately took it before God. And in verse 7, God's answer is short and direct. Quote, it is not you they have rejected, but they have rejected me as their king. Close quote. God then allowed the people at their insistence to move from a theocracy where God is totally in charge to a monarchy where a king is in charge of the nation. In other words, Israel forgot who the boss was, insisted they knew better, and ignored God. And the ultimate results were not quite what they envisioned. Are you and I any different, though? Do we forget who's the boss in our life? Maybe the bigger question to ask is, are we wise enough to learn from others' mistakes, even from the Bible? This is one of the many reasons we really should make it, uh, you know, regular reading and studying of the Bible a daily imperative. It helps us remember who the real boss is and that he wants to have the best of life for us if we let him lead. Psalms 34 verse 10 tells us that, quote, those who seek the Lord lack no good thing, close quote. We see the same intent from God in Psalm 84 verse 11, where it says, no good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. We cannot, however, expect these good things if we don't let God run the show of our lives. God set this standard about this very early. As a matter of fact, he was very direct about it in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 26 and 27. And I encourage you to go back 
and read that verse or that set of verses for yourself. But before you do, back all the way up to verse 13 of that chapter and see the blessings of serving God and letting Him run your life. I tell you what, here's a better idea. Just go read the entirety of chapter 11 of Deuteronomy, but do it in the context of the day that you live in today. Here's the takeaway of all this. You and I, as men of God, have a choice. We get to wake up every morning and make an immediate decision. We can take off running for the day, flat out, wide open, full speed ahead, and relying totally on our own thoughts, desires, wishes, and focus. Or we can take a moment and check in with the boss and see if there's anything he wants to put on our agenda for the day. Yeah, he may tell us to take that big to-do list for the day and just let a rip, tater chip, take off. But you know what? He just might prompt us to take a moment to make a call to a struggling friend or to write a quick note of encouragement to a co- co-worker or maybe to do that chore the wife usually has to ask us to do before she asks or maybe give an encouraging word to our teenager or maybe it's just to sit and take time with our toddler and read a chapter that's out of their little book or maybe give something tangible to help someone else today. Or it could be any number of items. So when you got up yesterday morning, which path did you start out on for the day? Was it the one where you ran as hard as you could, grabbed all you could in the day, and still wondered what you missed? Or did you take the path where God directed a few side trips to minister in practical ways to help others? At the end of the day, you may not have checked every item off the to-do list, but you certainly felt pretty much at peace, didn't you? You knew the blessing of being in God's will and under His direction and care. So as you start today, what will you do differently? Who will be the boss today? That's it for this week's Men's Moment. I hope you enjoyed it and that you will take at least one step of what we discussed and put it into the fabric of your daily life starting today. If you would, take a moment to pass this podcast link on to another man. Encourage him to listen and subscribe. So until next week, pray hard. Love your family deeply and do all of your work like you're doing it for the Lord, (laughs) because you are. Blessings.